Music, news, talk, and sports. WQKR Portland, 1270 AM and 101.7 FM. While the hosts and guests on this program are encouraged to express their views, they do not necessarily reflect those of the ownership or management of WQKR. To the Loyal Opposition, the show based on the American ideal that nations like ours benefit when government reflects a diversity of voices and makes space for dissent. That's why we're here, to air the voice of dissent to the supermajority's policies and ideas. I am your host, Len Asante, and you are listening to WQKR Portland. Weather tonight, it's currently 72 degrees and fair going down to a low of 47 degrees and clear tonight. It's going to be a cool night, folks. It was a beautiful day today. Today on the show, a little, a little bit of our election recap, uh, talking about violent crime and where it is and actually where it isn't. And we'll talk about how major companies are lobbying for profits over the planet. And, of course, we have our guest. We'll do our Q&A with our guest, Wes Dunkel, talking about education policy in Sumner County, and hopefully if we've got enough time, talking Ford Mustangs. Uh, two of his passions, same as two of my passions. Okay, so let's get started. Well, folks, we had an election yesterday, uh, and judging by the turnout, some of you actually knew about it. Turnout in Sumner County was over 40% compared to 14.5% in the August election, so turnout was significantly up from August, although obviously down from the general election two years ago. The results of the election, not too surprising uh, on the local level. Uh, most favored candidates were able to win, and most underdogs were able to uh, not win. Nationally, also not too much of a surprise, although the red wave that many folks, including this commentator, 
expected did not really materialize. It was more of a red ripple, as one commentator said this morning. Uh, Republicans made gains, but they certainly did not make as many gains as it was expected, considering President Biden's low approval rating and, of course, the off year, which is always bad for the incumbent, the party of the incumbent president. So at least that's over for another two years. We don't have to worry about electioneering for a little bit for a little while. Uh, you can ha put up, put away those yard signs and uh, get ready for well. The lame duck session in Congress starts soon and runs to the end of December, and then in January the Tennessee State Legislature uh, convenes, and they are already creating, uh, thinking about some bad builds here, uh, including one I saw that's uh, wants to outlaw uh, cabaret shows on public property. And we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, as we get closer to the, as we get closer to uh, the session. All right. Uh, one of the not surprising election results last night was that uh, Representative William Lambert, Re Republican of Portland, uh, won his re-election campaign easily over his Democratic opponent, Kisa Fowler. I was looking through some of Representative Lambert's uh, contributions, uh, those contributions that he received. And one thing, well, there was a few things that stood out, but one thing was that he received one $7,500 donation, $500 donation from the Tennessee Realtors PAC to his Lambert PAC. And that $7,500 represents almost as much as his opponent raised in the entire election cycle. Uh, so when you have the big PACs on your side, it certainly is a lot easier to win re-election. Uh, other notable uh, campaign donations to Representative Lambert were Amazon donating $1,500 and the National Rifle Association, of course, donating $1,000. Uh, in case of Fowler, his Democratic opponent received no PAC donations at all. Uh, most of many of these PACs, folks, also are based out of state, but can uh, can give to candidates in any state. Anyway, another item I saw looking uh, at the election results and some of the research surrounding it was that violent crime was a key voting midterm midterm voting issue, but the data doesn't really suggest that it is an issue. The Bureau of Justice Statistics shows no recent increase in crime rates in the United States. 16.5 violent crimes per 1,000 people in 2021, exactly the same as the year before, and well below the highs of the roaring 1990s. Interestingly enough, more Republicans than Democrats see violent crime as a problem, and therefore as an election issue worth considering. Probably means they've been listening to Republican politicians and Republican media um, hyping up violent crime as an issue, even though it hasn't changed much at all should notice that that rate is an average of all violent crime, and some violent crimes were up here and there depending on your location and depending on the crime. But overall, violent crime is, has been exactly the same as it has been. Uh, no statistical difference at all between 21 and 20. Uh, yet, uh, Republicans saw it as a significantly bigger issue than Democrats. Uh, another issue that I found was, made, was that many companies are lobbying against doing things about climate change. Folks, as we know, we've got a changing climate. Uh, global warming is a real thing, and we're seeing records fall constantly. We're seeing icebergs melt, glaciers melt, uh, all sorts of flooding and other environmental degradation. We know that... We know that uh, Climate change is a real thing, and we also know that a lot of a lot of big companies have a stake in what we do about it. Uh, the top two companies exerting the most negative influence on climate policy worldwide are ExxonMobil and Chevron, according to a study by the think tank Influence Map. Other negative influencers in the world include Toyota, ConocoPhillips, and Sempra Energy. As climate change worsens, it's time to start voting with our feet, folks, and voting with our wallets. Uh, companies that are making things worse and are trying to stop efforts to fix the problem uh, are doing us no good and are shortchanging our environment and the planet we live on for short-term profit gain. Not a good idea for a long-term investor. Okay. Uh, finally, another thought on the election last night. Last night uh, marked an important election in our country and in our county and in our city. 
various candidates running from everything from city councils to mayor to mayors to state representatives, Congress, um, governor, Senate nationwide. Uh, and there was no local results show. Um, we're going to change that, I think, next time. We're going to try. If, uh, if, uh, if the loyal opposition hasn't been kicked off the air by the next election, what I'm going to suggest is that we do a loyal opposition return show with live reports of election updates and interviews with key players in the election scene uh, here in Sumner County. So set your, set your alarms for two years from today, and we'll see what we can do. Okay. Uh, Moving right along, though, we're going to get right into the conversation with our guests. Uh, with our guest, we've got Wes Dunkel. Um, Wes is going to be talking to us about education and automotive policies. <laughs> uh, Wes, welcome to the show. Hello, Len. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming. Absolutely. <laughs> Wes, let's start off uh, by basically uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up in this chair across from me today, talking about education and talking about Ford Mustangs. I guess we should focus on education, at least for the first part of the show. So uh, why, why are you here, Wes? Tell us about that. Well, first I got here by going to the correct address. Uh, <laughs> for <laughs> always, some reason, it said to go six doors down, or th I guess three doors down, but I was like, oh, this is, there's nobody here. But I, I figured, I found out where you were. Um, no, uh, I guess, you know, what, something that I've been in, involved in um, a lot recently um, is education policy and, and public education advocacy, and I guess I'd kind of you know describe myself as a public education enthusiast, perhaps. Uh, maybe that's a bit maybe that's a bit heavy, um, but you know I believe strongly in public education. I believe it's uh, really America's greatest innovation, but it wasn't always that way. As far as my interest in it, um, myself, like a lot of parents, um, were uh, awoken, I guess if that's a word, to the situation um, where. In 2012, um, school was the, the school opening was delayed by two weeks, right? And that was Remember a big that. issue for a lot of people. Yeah, and it opened it really uh, really opened my eyes. And it was this budget impasse. Um, it really opened my eyes to how a few people, um, if determined, can really mismanage county finances so badly that basic functions like schools don't don't happen. And so there was um, a few you know there's a few people core people who got organized. And I joined a core group of parents, and we formed a nonprofit um, that was called Strong Schools. And then um, a political action committee uh, related to that called Strong Schools PAC, and I was the chairman of that PAC. And so um, we were nonpartisan, um, supported pro-education candidates regardless of party. And um, we got a new slate of county commissioners. Well, like, we didn't get them elected, but we promoted them, did a lot of work, legwork, uh, mailers, door knocking, all that stuff, us, lots of social media. And sure. um, we got a new slate of county uh, commissioners and school board members elected. And um, over the past decade, they have made huge strides in, uh, in, in, in investing in education in Sumner County. Um, we had 75 portable classrooms behind schools. I don't know right. if you guys remember at that remember time. The portables, sure. It was a big thing, yeah, because mm -hmm. we just did, the, the previous commission did not fund planning for growth. Right, we had, we had, Elementary school kids walking in the rain between mm -hmm. the main building and the portables. Absolutely, you know, and there's, you know, and those shameful. And those portables are—they um, were just not meant to, for that purpose. They're meant for, to be temporary, but some of them were back there for as many as ten years or more. Ten years. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's 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 what you call portable. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it was it was it was something else. Every school had them. So we had seventy-five across the county. Um, but now we have a new Liberty Creek uh, uh, school campus that was there. The the that we made the investments, and we are actually able to open that school, uh, that school campus, which is elementary, middle, and high school. That's a big thing. Um, we now have 24 reward schools in Sumner County. We, we, all, we have 52 schools in Sumner County, so nearly half of them our are reward, reward schools, schools, which is huge. Can you explain huge. to our listeners what a reward school is? I that's a good question. I, <laughs> of all the things that I've been trying to concentrate lately, I think what it is is it's something recognized by the state, I believe. Um, but it's you, you meet certain, certain metrics. I think it's also growth. So I think it's based upon um, growth that you made, which is good because if you have set metrics, sometimes it's easy to meet those. But if you, if you measure growth, it doesn't matter where you started. It's the growth that you get to where you end. So actually, that's right. probably a more important metric, I would I'm think. Sure. So yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. Well, um, folks, we'll have our team of... Uh, 
research interns and analysts get on the uh, get on the stick over the first break and learn more about a re- what a reward school is. Uh, speaking of, it is time for our first break, so we'll uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll get into it with uh, West Dunkel. You're listening to the Loyal Opposition here on WQKR. It's time again for Panther football, and Graphic Obsessions has all your Panther gear for the season. Right off the rack or get custom printed shirts and hoodies with your favorite player's name and number custom printed and delivered fast. Shop where the Panthers shop. Graphic Obsessions, 105 South Broadway, open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 or visit our Facebook page. Shop small, shop local, shop Portland Panthers at Graphic Obsessions. What does Kasasa mean to you? If you have a checking account, Kasasa means free banking. That's right. Kasasa Cash and Kasasa Saver are free, reward-based accounts offered only at Volunteer State Bank. No minimum balance to earn the rewards, no monthly service fee, free online banking, and nationwide ATM fee refunds. It's a free checking account that rewards Volunteer State Bank customers with high interest for every month you qualify. Available only at Volunteer State Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Portland Sun is our local hometown newspaper where we can find out all the news about our friends, neighbors, businesses, schools, churches, and everything going on in our area. Every week, the latest issue of The Sun is full of the news we want and need, and it's only $20 a year for a subscription to get it mailed directly to your home. The Portland Sun, our hometown newspaper. For a subscription, call 615-384-6212 or go to theportlandsun.com online and click on the word subscribe no one told them no one warned them about the house on willow lane what is it it's the house it's it's alive here loony have you seen this energy bill Ah, this house is robbing us blind! If your house is an energy thief, TVA and your local power company would like to help make your home more efficient and lower your bills. To learn more, visit energyrights.com. We're CEMC. The Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition, an organization dedicated to ending drug abuse, is now the Sumner Prevention Coalition. But their goal is the same, helping Sumner County residents with drug abuse problems turn their lives around and get on the road to recovery. Their mission is to unite people with vision, commitment, and resources to provide solutions to eliminate substance abuse and make a difference for youth, families, and individuals in Sumner County. The coalition and its staff of experienced professionals in the field envision a healthy, safe, and thriving community free from substance abuse of all kinds, tobacco use, prescription drug abuse, and underage drinking. Find out how the Sumner Prevention Coalition can help you, and you can help the coalition. Visit them online at SumnerCoalition.org. That's SumnerCoalition.org. Welcome back, Sumner County, to the Loyal Opposition uh, with your host, Lenisanti, Sumner County's most hated radio personality. Well, we had our interns doing their job over the break, folks, and uh, according to the Tennessee Department of Education, a reward school uh, is a school that demonstrates high levels of performance and or improvement in performance by meeting their annual measurable objectives across performance indicators and student groups, which is just a fancy way of saying is if uh, they set some goals and if they achieve them and move towards them in a good way, then you're going to get noted as a reward school. And according to Wes, we have 24 Mm -hmm. reward schools in Sumner County, Mm -hmm. um, and we did not have that many before before Strong Schools was organized. That's right. We're all true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strong schools is a bad word in some circles in Sumner County. People hate strong schools. We probably should ask. We should probably ask you why. Uh, but before we do, uh, just a reminder, folks: uh, the text-in question line is open. If you've got a question for me or for Wes, give us a give us a text at five one six four four zero six three one zero. That's five one six four four zero six three one zero. Or hit us up on Facebook Messenger at The Loyal Opposition uh, on Facebook Messenger. 
Okay, uh, and of course the trivia line, folks, is always open. And as usual, we are talking favorite presidents. So if you've got a favorite president and want to hear a couple of quotes from that president, let us know. Send us a message on Facebook or text on who your favorite president is, and we will talk a little bit about what that person had to say at some point in their lives. Okay, uh, back with Wes. Wes, um, let's continue our discussion about uh, about Sumner County Schools, but I do want to do, I really do want to ask you why some people uh, do not like strong, did not like strong schools. I mean, as you were saying, it was a nonpartisan pro-education group that sounds fairly non-controversial. What was the, what was the problem? Because we got results. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, no, I we hate when that happens. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, solve the problem. Damn you. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Um, that's a really, yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's a very, there's a very vocal uh, minority in our county that um, really, um, you know, it's it's a big, it's a broader question. It's it's not it, it's, it's categorizing it as simply as hate strong schools is really kind of a, a broad question. I think the idea the idea is. Maybe let's look at um, what's going on right now in schools as far as um, book challenges as an example. Okay, so we have we we have national narratives, much like you're talking about with crime earlier. Um, there are national talking points that aren't true; they're lies. We don't have higher crime rates than we did years ago. It's it's, it's just a talking point, and it's convenient, and it plays into someone's hands. So uh, a book challenge is the exact same situation. We have. Because um, I don't, I don't think it's. It doesn't have to do with homophobia. It doesn't have to do with racism. Honestly, I think they're just. It's more than that. It's because it's not about books. It's about defunding public education and privatizing public education. And th- it's it's clear. Um, it's not a secret, but someone is not going to say, "I want to defund public education because that's unpopular." Rightfully so. Sure. So the issue is. If we're going to defund public ed- education, what do you have to do? You have to undermine faith and trust in public education. You have to uh, discredit public public educators. That's what these book challenges are doing. It's not that we don't have librarians going rogue and trying to indoctrinate kids with random books that are in the library. That's not happening. Right. So what's happening though is people are using and, and it's and it's um and it's in plain sight. For example. My sc- the school board rep- member that represents me, Stephen King, in the last sc- school board meeting, brought up a book challenge about a book that is in three libraries, but um, not. But it's it, it's in it was in th- two libraries actually. Nobody ever checked it out. It's it's ridiculous. So the point is, he used it though as an example to say, hey, not only is this book in our libraries, but, but because this book is in our libraries and you are not removing it right absolutely now, we are going to push to defund the public school system. We're going to hold funding back and encourage state legislators to hold back funding. So what I'm saying is that's a prime example of why something as straightforward as a book challenge is actually being hijacked and being actually used as a smokescreen to undermine public education. Now, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a public education advocate. And what I'm saying is when you look at if you look at moderate Republicans, um, many of which, and getting back to strong schools, we advocated for the election of several candidates, lots of Republicans, whatever Democrats there were available that actually agreed <laughs> with public education at the time, right? Um, and I don't know if we had any independents running at that time, but regardless, the point is, when it comes down to public education, Republicans, Democrats, and independents all agree on the same things. They all vote the same. And that's exactly some of the attack lines that some of the extremist Republicans are using against their moderate Republican uh, colleagues because they're saying, you're a Democrat in, in Wolf's clothing. You're a exactly. rhino. They, right? I saw one that one of them recently called Deborah Maggard a <laughs> liberal Democrat. Yes. And folks, I've known Deborah for years, and I actually want to get her on this show. Yes. I, I certainly hope she says yes when I ask her, but she is not a liberal Democrat. <laughs> That's a perfect example of how anyone who does not toe... I mean... But if you don't toe the line, you're right. out, right? And, and, we, and we, we use... The, with people throw around the word extremists uh, too much these days. But it, in this situation, it is, it's a perfect definition because they are on the extreme side of their own party. And right now in Sumner County, they're running the show. They are running the show, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, and, and a lot of the mainstream Republicans um, are not happy with that. 
I've, I've had several come up to me, including one, a, a known, well-known Republican in Sumner County who holds office in Sumner County mm-hmm. uh, and, in fact, was just reelected yesterday in Sumner County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this person, they said to me, uh, they, at this point, I'd rather hang out with Democrats. They're more fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, though, is that you mentioned uh, William Lambert. And I, 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 I respect him as a representative of Sumner County, but... Um, I'm so disappointed because um, he has an opportunity to move the party in a more constructive direction, and, and he's, he's not choosing not to. He, right. He's not, for example, he had a Facebook post the other day that basically, and uh, I don't have it offhand, but it was basically saying, "We are, we, you know, I will reject um, any kind of uh, indoctrination, you know, in our schools, and stop any kind of liberal policies from uh, infiltrating our schools." I'm, 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 I'm butchering it, but the, but the point was, I called him up and I said, "Look, William, you are." You are feeding into the same problem. You're feeding into this problem. It's not true. He says, well, you know, Biden is something about school lunch programs and LBJ. Oh, of course, no- it's always the Democrats in Washington's fault. Exactly. <laughs> but the, and that's the point here. This is Sumner County. This is not happening here. And so what happens is people who don't understand the nuance look at that Facebook post and they say, oh, my God, we have teachers indoctrinating our kids and so they're showing up at school board meetings making all kinds of accusations saying all manner of ugly things about teachers and and, and educators and the point is if and you we have, have a, and we have a teacher shortage as it is i mean this right. is not exactly helping recruit people a- into the profession absolutely right and so the point is if you ask them well what do you think of your child's teacher well my child's teacher is great oh, i love her yes. oh yeah oh, she's, she's great she's, she's wonderful great. so yes. it's it's not well. It's not my child's teacher. It's everybody else's. It's teacher. all the other teachers that right? I don't know. Mine's yeah, yeah. The, it's all the other teachers that I don't know are At the schools ones. I've never set foot in before. Correct. Right. Correct. Run by principals whose name right. I do not know. Right. right. And, and so the point is, it's not happening here, folks. So it, it's so frustrating because. We are even blaming the American Library Association. I oh saw. Oh gosh. Oh yes. Because those uh, librarians are, you know, on a, they're on a path of destruction, it, trying to come into our schools and. And make our kids read books. They oh are, no, know, they are Marxist Librarian Association, <laughs> yes, it is. It's and, a Marxist. and they're from and they're conspiring with Cuba, although it's actually Puerto Rico. So that's yeah, we got we did get the flag <laughs> wrong, didn't we? Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. I just and, can't. and to be I can't. Uh, to be to be fair, folks, the flags of Puerto Rico and the flags of Cuba are within the same sort of I don't know flag genre. They're, they they <laughs> use the same colors, the same the shapes, same, but they are not the, the same. same. And so if you're going to make a a uh, very uh, strong argument uh, and try to use this as evidence, you better have your facts straight. And so we need to just do better. Just you know, and better. what you're saying about Representative Lamberth, I mean, I'm, I'm truly disappointed in him for that because it's not like his position is in any great danger. He just won by 80% to 20%. Absolutely. He's not going anywhere. It was completely right? unnecessary to basically uh, throw, throw meat to the wolves. It's right. just if, not necessary. If, he, if he's worried about an attack from the right, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Exactly. Right? No, it doesn't have to happen that way. And actually, I think, honestly, though, I think he may be trying to show her up a little bit because... He came out um, to our Sumner County. There was a charter school that uh, was uh, trying to open in Sumner County, right. and he actually came to the hearing, and actually um, I, I am pleased that he came out and said, no, I, I don't believe this is the right charter school. We should not be having this charter school here. There were audible gasps and uh, tongue clucks and pearl clutching in the audience. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is he, um, he didn't, he didn't. Uh, he didn't rubber stamp what they were hoping was going to happen, and so I, I give him credit for so that. But some, that's yeah, so credit where credits do. I do there, give so him credit for that. There's hope for him yet. There is. <laughs> well, yes, and I mean, he he has kids in public schools. I get it, but the yeah. point is, you know, I, I wish there wasn't such a disconnect between what people say is happening and what they know is actually happening. Right. Exactly. Okay. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm, next question is is one that. Uh, well, you might have already answered it, but what do you think the biggest challenge for public education in Sumner County is? Is it something we've talked about already, or is it something else? Well, I can I can jump off of it. So first, uh, it's it's misinformation and misinformation lies. Misinformation and, and lies. It's actually okay. where everybody said all politics is local. 
Now all politics is really national. We have national narratives that are coming into school board making, ma- meeting. I would, I'd like to make a T-shirt that says "Make School Board Meetings Boring Again," because <laughs> we've got. I mean, we, we've got. They're, they're a circus. So what's you, know, you know your school your school system is well run when the board meetings are boring. Absolutely, and that's nothing could be true. Could be true. So that's absolutely true. But also, um, I think the biggest challenge really is. We have a um, so in in some of the county this way. A lot of people think the school board makes all the decisions, and they do make most of the decisions. But what happens is the 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 organization that uh, holds the purse strings is the county commission. And so what happens sure. is you can have we do have a, we have a couple people on the school board who are making all kinds of noise, and I mean all kinds of noise just to make themselves famous and make themselves feel important. But I digress. But on the county commission, we have a majority of people who are actually interested in defund actually on a mission to, it's a vengeance or whatever, but to defund public schools. And I don't use that term lightly, but they are standing in the way of every bill that comes through the every committee, everything on uh, every appropriation. They're throwing wrenches in the works wherever they can. So the issue here is that's the biggest challenge for us is that we are dealing with people who want to defund public education and privatize our public schools. And I'm this is not rhetoric. This is actually, this is fact. This is what's happening, whether they admit it or not. And so every, every action that they take, from Jeremy Mansfield to Merrill Hyde to um, Robert Brown on the Education Committee, who is also my commissioner, they have made no bones about how they want to make, uh, they, want to re, they want to label the, school, uh, the district leadership in any way, negative way possible so that they can actually carry forward and just reduce funding going forward. So and it's ironically Merrill Hyde has a wonderful school named after him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What uh, so you know we're basically what you're what we're doing is we're kind of setting up here a comparison between public schools and non-public mm-hmm. schools. So mm-hmm. my my next question then is is what makes public education different from charter schools or private schools? Why should we cherish public education so much? The mission. The mission is completely different. So a public school like I said, is America's greatest innovation because they take every child that comes into school uh, that shows up at their doorstep. They have to teach that child. They have to meet that child's needs uh, no matter what they do. And so a public school is to, their mission is to give every child that comes to their door a a, a high-quality education. A, a, a charter school does not have the same mission. Their mission is to provide the get the best results for the children that they admit. So not everyone can go to a charter school. There may be a lottery or, or whatever, but the point is they don't have to show up. Uh, you know, you remember when you go and register for a school, when you go register your child for kindergarten or whatever, um, they don't know how many kids are actually going to show up to that school until registration day. Um, they, they have a basic idea, but they don't know the exact numbers. A charter school is not that way. A charter school knows we're going to have 100 kids this year, whether we let them in. Well, they hope they meet that number, but they, don't, they can say we're not going to accept any more than 100. So anyway, the point is a charter school has a completely different mission than public schools. And what they do is there's the accountability problem is a massive issue. You, we, if I have a problem, I can go to my public, in a public school. If I have a problem, I can go to my teacher. If I don't get resolution from the teacher, I can go to the principal. If I don't get resolution from the principal, I can go to my school board member. And if I don't go get resolution from my school board member, I can vote them out. With a charter school, especially under Governor Lee's uh, charter school commission now, the charter school commission is handpicked by Governor Lee, and they only answer to one person, Governor Lee. So parents can make all the noise they want. Parents can ask for all the accountability they want. Parents can ask for all of the financials that they want. They're not going to get them for a year later, but also... They're not going to. They don't. The only way I can change a charter school's leadership, if I wanted to, is ultimately to change the governor. That is not how public education is designed in in the United States of America. That is not how this works. And I don't want my public school. My, I don't want my tax dollars being used for for an unaccountable charter school, when I can't have direct accountability for my tax dollars. Accountability. Mm-hmm. That's just good good way to put it. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to take another break right now, and we come back. Uh, more with West Dunkel. Uh, you're listening to The Loyal Opposition here on WQKR. 
Since 1999, Steve Austin Music at 105 Main Street has provided music lessons, instruments, repairs, and equipment to everyone in the Portland area. Back in 1998, Steve was touring full-time as a musician. He belonged to the CMA and recruited for them. He appeared on TNN and earned the respect of many people in the music industry. When Steve's son was born in 1999, he decided to settle in northern Sumner County and opened his store where he now sells Blue Ridge, Recording King, Deering, and other great brands. This former worship leader will welcome you into his store on Main Street. He offers repair lessons on 10 musical instruments, trade-ins, and piano moving, and even offers lessons in your home. Visit his website, steveaustinmusic.com. Call him at 615-323-0701 or like him on Facebook. Steve Austin Music since 1999. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. Get two of your breakfast favorites for only $5. Crispy chicken biscuit, sausage muffin with egg, or sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. Only at McDonald's. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Now you can join Planet Fitness and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment, $24.99 a month, and get all the perks. I love perks. Do you love having access to 2,000-plus locations? Yes. Bringing a friend every time? Hashtag friend goals. And recovering with massage chairs? Who doesn't? Get the PF Black Card and feel spectacular. Zero enrollment, $24.99 a month. See Club for details. Cash is king at the Mint Gaming Hall this month. You need cash, and we have it. Play with your Mint Rewards card to earn entries every day. Then join us for your chance to win up to $10,000 cash on Fridays at Kentucky Downs and Saturdays at Bowling Green. You know cash is king, and we aren't messing around on the weekends at the Mint Gaming Hall. TheMintGaming.com has all the details. Cash is king, baby. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winning just got closer. At the Farmers Bank, we want to be your bank for life. We work hard to bring you the products and services that will meet your financial needs no matter where life may take you. Whether you're saving for college, ready for retirement, getting ready to marry, or celebrating your golden anniversary, we're here for you. Visit us online at thefarmersbank.net or at any of our 11 area locations to learn more about how the Farmers Bank can be your bank for life. The Farmers Bank, Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC. Welcome back, Sumner County. You're listening to The Loyal Opposition with your host, Elena Santi, Sumner County's most despised radio personality. I'm still working on that. I don't know if I'm the most despised radio personality or the most hated. I kind of think despised has a better ring to it. Actually, listeners, you let me know what you prefer. We'll go with you. Uh, Update on the weather, 68 degrees now and clear in in Gallatin, sorry, in Portland with a low tonight of 47 degrees. We're talking with Wes Dunkel, and we're talking public education and the issues we have with public education in Sumner County. Before we continue, I did want to just make a shout-out to all the candidates out there. Uh, Whether you won last night, whether you lost last night, whether you are Republican, Democrat, Independent, uh, whether you're someone who I've complained about on this show or someone who I haven't complained about on this show, Uh, I just want to say thank you for giving it a shot. Um, As someone who's run for office, I know how hard it is. Uh, I know what it takes. And obviously, I guess I don't have what it takes because I've never actually won. (laughs) uh, But it takes a lot. And and people willing to stand up uh, and, you know, face the scrutiny of their neighbors in their community and have to listen to their names being bashed by people like me on the radio. I think that is... uh, uh, it's worth thanks. So thank you to all candidates and office holders for your contributions to our democracy. And I hope that you take that contribution to our democracy seriously and always think about uh, the form of government that we have here and work to maintain it. All right. Um, back with Wes. Uh, we, this is an issue we've been dancing around with all night, I think. But 
recently, the state legislature, in its infinite wisdom, spearheaded by Representative Lamberth, of course, uh, has decided to make school board elections partisan. And this last election was the first school board election where uh, it was possible to run partisan school board campaigns. Uh, how do you think that's in impacted politics in Sumner County schools? Disastrous would be uh, the word I would use. And, and here's why. If you ask the average person when they wake up someday, you say, okay, would you, we should probably, what do you think about making uh, government functions more partisan? Is that, that sounds like a great idea, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Nobody wanted this. Uh, maybe, maybe if you're a certain radio host that needs things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But the point is, this happened with the county commission races a few years ago. Um, so nobody asked for this. I, I take that back. The only people who asked for this were Republicans in the state legislature. Local Republicans were not asking for this, at least those in the, who were moderates. Right, and there, who was, there was no grassroots movement to make, partisan, make school board elections. No, partisan. absolutely not. This came, from, this came from Zeus on high and says, we're going to make races partisan. And here's why that matters. With education, like I mentioned before, there are, if, you, if you look on paper... Um, if you look at county commission races or you look at school board races or, uh, issues and you look at the voting records of those people, I, I personally know, and I'm, a, I'm fairly progressive, I would say, in some issues, especially in education. I'm just a, I'm just a common sense person, a realist. But the point is... Well, you're a parent with kids in school. Yeah, right? and I understand... And, you, know, you care about your kids' education. Right, right and I understand, I, I guess I, I understand the, humil the humanity behind education. It, it's, it's a people business, right? Um, anyway, but the point is... Um, you look at those issues, and you will, you will not be able to say, well, this person must be a Democrat because they voted certain ways, or this person must be a Republican. I can tell you they all vote the same way because it's just common sense. It's just co the common sense people vote common sense, and the rabble-rousers will, will constantly oppose everything. So what I'm saying is making it partisan did nothing but push school board elections further to the extremes. And so now we have school board members who are not just, you know, People, but now they are Republicans, and they are actually extreme Republicans in some cases because in the in the primaries, that's the only people who show up to vote. And so, sure. making school sure. board races partisan was a, as a is a will go down in history as a horrible, horrible move, completely selfish for the Republican Party to do this. And like I said, I am not a I tried to not be partisan, but this was just common sense, and they did not have to do this. And what it happens is it just put it, it's going to make it. We're going to find out very soon, and we're finding out already. It's becoming a huge problem. Uh, the issues that are being raised in school board. Uh, so you've meetings. got you've got people on your school board not with a school agenda, but with a political agenda. Absolutely right, a national political and, and aspirations probably for higher office. I see it in the uh, in the yeah. county commission all yeah. the time. They're talking about they're talking to somebody else. School board is school board is now a breeding ground for your next for your county commissioners and your it's state true exactly. So and I'm you know sure. there's a, there's a fine line between being infamous and famous. And some people don't see the difference between the two and think that, you know, all, all press is good press. And these, and, and these guys, like your commissioner, for example, or mm -hmm. your, your school board member, for mm -hmm, example, mm -hmm. will be able to, when he runs for higher office, he'll be able to say, I stood in a school board meeting and I pounded my fist on the table and I protected your kids against indoctrination mm -hmm. by those liberal Democrats right. and, you know, their culture wars and yada, 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 um, even though that uh, they really didn't do that. They just made a lot of noise pretending they right. did that. I pointed my finger in the director of school's face and did this and this and this. Yeah. Well, congratulations, but tell me, what's the goal here? What I don't understand is, is if the goal is to remove a book, there is a better way to do that without actually exposing people to the very material that you find objectionable. Now, I gave Mr. King a the benefit of the doubt. I did. And I thought he asked some very good questions in the first study session that I attended. But the last school board meeting, a lot, he lost all credibility with me and I would say a majority of people who were there. It was, it was shocking. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it was shocking to see. Yeah, well, that um, actually, you know, clips of that meeting have been making the rounds on social media. As it's they not, should. It's As not, they not, should. Not too hard to find. No. And folks, they, you know, the meetings are uh, you know, recorded and broadcast. Mm -hmm. So if you can't bake it there but you still want some entertainment... Uh, you should check yeah. them out. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I have to disagree with the word entertainment. It was, but I do believe. I do believe that it's the 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 video on the school board. Um, uh, it's on the school board website. Um, in the, under the videos, actually, it is 
it was I was there and it was the most moving experience that I have ever witnessed. And I I mean, I went to Catholic school and all this stuff, none of that. It was like what I'm saying is it was extremely disturbing what happened at the beginning of the meeting, but get through it, tolerate it because hearing what people said in that meeting yes. to their neighbors were some of the most inspiring, heartfelt things I have I have ever experienced and it brings some of those it brings me to tears because to it was really something. Those kids I mean, the was, kids, the kids, and the stories that the parents brought forward with kids who were, you know, directly impacted by these types of things. It was, uh, I the words can't describe it. It was to see your neighbors coming and, and giving and speaking from the heart in 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 support of their other neighbors and people that they don't even know was some of the most inspiring humanity I have ever seen. It was something. It was really something. And so I... It, oh, there's it, hope for us yet. I think there is. And I think, honestly, if, if it's, it's worth your time, it is a couple hours. It's maybe a couple hours long, but it is... Break it up into pieces. It is worth your time to watch it. It's the uh, October meeting. It's worth your time. If you could wave your magic wand and grant Sumner County Schools one wish, one thing, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, bigger ears, ears to, for, to listen with. Now, um, I actually, a couple, probably 18 months ago or something, I sat down with a principal in Summer County just because I was really, after strong schools kind of faded away because some of our, mem- our, our, our core um, leadership uh, you know, moved to different counties. Right. And so we just kind of folded because it was becoming a lightning rod, as you said, one of the most uh, infamous groups because we were so effective and because we, 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 um, we got results because people got involved. But anyway... I went and talked to this principal, and I said, you know, I, I'd like to just hear from you. Like, where should we focus? I mean, the point is, we have school board members, for example, who, you ever get that boss at your, at your work, and they say, they love, you get a new boss, and they come in, and they love to tell you how to do your, do your job, but they've never done it? Yeah, exactly. That more irritating with that. So the point is, no, we should trust the people who, we should ask the questions of the people who are actually in the trenches every day. So I asked this principal, I said, what, what, would, you, what would you want if you could ma- wave your mag- magic wand? And this principal said, Social workers in every school, because kids come. That's the way we're going to get results um, academically. Because kids come into school and they don't always. They're not all all um, struggling just academically. They're also struggling at home. They're struggling with issues with their parents. They're struggling with issues with their friends. There are services in our county. We do. We do. There's a patchwork of services in in Sumner County, statewide, in the federal government. But there, you need some. You, you almost—it's almost a full-time job just to coordinate those services if you need them. And so this principal said, "If I had more of a social, if we had social workers in every school, I guarantee the results that we see in education will be astronomically higher. Because if when the kids are not worrying about being hungry, they're not worrying about the argument that mom and dad had last night, or they're not worrying about." whether they're going to go to mom's house tonight or dad's house tonight because they're divorced or they're worrying about a, a, a kid that's bullying them, they're going to be able to concentrate on academics and they're going to actually achieve, a, they're going to be able to reach those goals that, that we set for them. And I think, honestly, when we give kids the resources that they need to put them on at least some kind of equal footing with their peers that don't have to deal with this, we are, we are actually going to see uh, gains in public education that we expect um, that's why we struggle. You look at uh, states states that fund public education um, less than others have f- poorer results. That's not just because throwing money at the problem changes it. It's because they also coordinate those resources to give kids that need those resources a, a, a more equal footing and, and, and a, better, um, a, a better place from which to start. And so that's why the states that actually have better social safety nets and more coordinated social safety nets actually have kids that perform better in school. It's not, it's not an accident. Interesting, interesting answer to the question. Um, how many schools are there in Sumner County? 52, I believe. 52, mm-hmm. and one social worker per school. That's a yeah. pretty big ask. Yeah, well, it would, well, and we have some, but let's just say, okay, let's just say you have a, I mean, back of the, listen, if you, if you looked at that and you looked at the numbers, we have, I think, I forget what our budget is, and it's maybe 150, I'm, I'm, I'm off the top of my head, 150 or $180 million, uh, uh, and I, I may be wrong on those numbers, but the point is, when you look at how much money it would cost to put a social worker in every school, 
it's a rounding error. Right, compared to that huge number. The exactly. Bang for the so, buck could not, not be, be higher. Okay, could and that's what we're higher. looking for. We're looking for bang for the buck. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we've got our last break. Um, we're going to take our quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk Mustangs for just a wee bit. <laughs> just change uh, gears just a bit. We're just going to change gears <laughs> majorly. This is, uh, you're listening to The Loyal Opposition here on WQKR. We'll be right back. How many financial advisors does it take to ruin what could have been a perfectly secure retirement? Just one. With today's market turmoils, it's never been more important to make sure that your investment strategies are aligned with your retirement objectives. That's why you should always seek a second opinion with an experienced financial advisor, a fiduciary who's obligated to work with your best interest so that you're absolutely certain the tools and strategies that you're using are in harmony with your retirement objectives. Call investment advisor representatives Nathan Cox and Lindsey Cotter of Retirement Income Solutions at 833-299-1416. That's 833-299-1416. It's never been more important to make sure that your investment strategies are aligned with your retirement objectives. That's 833-299-1416. Hey, join me, Kenny Mann, right here on the queue for Wednesday night's Triple Play Sports. It's every Wednesday, and Elijah Jacobs, Phil Tucker, that's Triple Play, and it's right here on the queue. Man, we're talking sports. You don't want to miss it. See you there. Planet Fitness Triple Play Sports, every Wednesday night from 6 until 9 on WQKR, broadcast live and on location from Planet Fitness in downtown Portland. DT McCall is your neighborhood mattress superstore at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette and online at dtmccalls.com. Queenset started only $499.99 at DT McCall for beautiful Amish handcrafted beds and many national brands too. Dr. J's Spinal Series Queen Size Bed started just $15.99.99 and 12 months 0% interest is available. Some restrictions apply. Also this month at DT McCall, high quality, good looking LG washers and dryers are on sale starting at just $649.99 each. Frigidaire and Samsung refrigerators, freezers and ranges are all on sale too with big savings and mail-in rebates. Friendly hometown service, great savings in every department, convenient financing and free delivery within 125 miles of Carthage. Shop where we shop at WQKR. D.T. McCall, 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette. It was July 8, 2007. There were four of us in the car that evening, including my boyfriend, Donovan. None of us had been drinking. We were just joking, laughing, listening to music, having a good time. I took my eyes off the road for just one moment, and when I came to, I was pinned in the car, and my headlights illuminated the spot where Donovan lay on the road, dead. I never thought it could happen to me. Interrupt your driving. Interrupt your life. A message in the public interest brought to you by your Sumner County Sheriff's Department. Welcome back, Sumner County, to the Loyal Opposition with your host, Lynn Asante. Uh, we were going to shift gears real quick, um, but before we do, we did get a question coming in over the uh, question line. And so, uh, Wes, uh, really quick, one word or one sentence answer. When voting for school board and county commission, do you believe the average voter understands the mission of the person for whom they are voting? In other words, uh, do they know the job? No, because they most, I'm saying the average person just looks at the letter after the name and picks that, and picks picks that one, and that's right. it, and that's okay. just really unfortunate, okay. yeah. Okay, well, uh, Wes and I share another uh, passion besides uh, public, high-quality public education, uh, and that is the Ford Mustang. Uh, Wes is a published author who has published a book called Ford Mustang, How to Build and Modify the 2011 to 2014 Model Years, part of the Performance How-To Series. And uh, I, uh, I had, that's the, uh, that is the uh, fifth generation Ford Mustang, mm -hmm. and I, I owned a sixth, my Mustang was a sixth generation, and now we're coming mm -hmm. out with the seventh Mm -hmm. uh, I've always I've always loved a Mustang, and finally reached a point in my life where I could you know afford to blow some money on fun, not basic transportation. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, I had a 2019 mm-hmm. Mustang, which I, I owned for just over a year. And then it was, I was offered a ridiculous amount of money for it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so much for that. So how did you get into the whole Mustang thing? By accident a bit, um, because they were cheap. So Mustangs are, are they're uh, they're very accessible. I like them that way. They're not perfect. They're not uh, they're not well refined cars necessarily. Historically, they are now, but uh, historically, historically they were. Historically, they weren't. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I started with an '85 Mustang, which is called a Fox Body Mustang. The Fox they, Body, sure. Yeah, they were. Um, it, it was because uh, I wasn't looking for one, but there was one for sale uh, near the bowling alley near where I lived, and it was fifteen hundred bucks, and it. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot what not to do on that car, um, including paying other people to work on it. Um, so <laughs> I found out there's my mantra is I can either mess something up. Uh, I can either pay somebody to mess it up or I can just mess it up myself. So after a while, I just started messing up myself and making my own mistakes. Um, so um, and I learned from those mistakes. But um, yeah, m- Mustangs, are, I mean, Mustangs are really accessible. You know, everybody's got a Mustang story. You know, there's easier. Exactly. They've either owned sure. one or they've gone for a ride in one where they thought they might die. <laughs> 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 Especially if it's a Fox Body Mustang, because they were way faster than they were with brakes. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it's, yeah it's, when I, I test drove, uh, mm-hmm. right, I test drove a, a 550 um, about a year or two before I bought my own, and mm-hmm. uh, we were driving down the we were driving down the bypass 386, and um, the guy's like, "Hey, open it up a little," and you know, sure. Before I looked down, Go I was ahead. going 100 miles an hour, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Go ahead, just push the just right push pedal. The, exactly, yeah. just push the pedal. Just and sign here boom, when you're and before done. You, and it was like. Driving down the street at thirty miles an hour in your right. toy. I mean, it was, it was nothing. It's something, it was yeah. nothing. So. Yeah, you know, my, my parents too. Um, so they uh, never owned a Mustang before, but they needed a convertible. Um, or they wanted a convertible. We had it. We had when I was a kid. We had a nineteen eighty six Cavalier convertible. So it was not the most. Uh, it was not the most refined convertible. But the point is, later on, um, they said we'd like to get another convertible, and so they tried. They test drove some different cars and Toyota Solara, you know, lower priced uh, convertibles. Then they went to the dealership and they saw. Well, we should probably look at the Mustang, and I kind of was. Like eh, I don't know if you're gonna like the Mustang because it's it's pretty rattly. It, they they were pretty rattly at the time, and they're not you know they're not re- super refined. So anyway, um, they they just drove a V6. They said, oh, this is fine. This is nice. You know, they went back into there. And then my dad said, well, we probably should at least take a look at a V8 one. And all the salesman had to do was turn the key, and they were like, and they heard the oh, yeah, they said, heard the sound. Yep, and they said that V8 that's sound. The, that's the one. There it is. That's the one. And that's <laughs> I tell that story because it's true, and I tell that story to Mustang marketers because I have a lot of people at Ford that I know, and uh, through my profession i do photography for a lot of mustang stuff for ford which is really rewarding but um the people there are great people but anyway i always tell this to the people i said look that the sound has to as soon as you start the key it's got to make that sound because that's what sells the car that's what and sells that's the where car. it starts to me you you know you you talk about um like the mustang mach e right Mach-E. so no sound <laughs> no it's no sound i mean is, is it's it's a great car um boy is it polarizing look going back to is is all press good press right they sure got a lot of uh, press on that car, but the point is, um, it's is it a Mustang? I'm not sure, but it's a great car. But the point is, it doesn't have that sound, right? So there's, you know, eh, for basic transportation, I'd love a Maki, um, but you know, it's as far fast. as yeah, it's absolutely, fast. super fast. Yeah, it's it's great, and I I don't need when I'm going getting groceries or picking up the kids at school or running errands, I don't need I don't need to I don't need to have I don't need to put gas in a car. I don't. Right. But I, on a weekend, I want to go out and pull the cover off the Mustang. And go for a ride. Go for a ride, exactly. Mm-hmm. Have some fun. All right, so if you are also a Mustang aficionado and you're interested in learning more about how to modify a Mustang and learn about how, what makes them tick, so to speak, check out uh, Wes's book, Ford Mustang, How to Build and Modify, 2011 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Dunkel, D-U-E-N-K-E-L, available on Amazon, as I found out mm-hmm. when I was doing And my research. website. And I, your website. And mm-hmm. your website is? WesDunkel.com. WesDunkel.com. W-E-S and then D-U-E-N-K-E-L.com. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. All right, folks, we are out of time. So until next week. Now, last week I told you guys that I didn't know who my guest was going to be for this week. Next week, it turns out I have two guests scheduled, and I have to unschedule one of them because I made a scheduling snafu and scheduled two people at the Maybe same time. Maybe they should duke it out in a cage match <laughs> yes. battle. That's what I'm thinking. So uh, I can't tell you who the next guest is going to be, although I know it's going to be one of two people. So uh, stay, stay tuned, folks, for Triple Play Sports. This has been the loyal opposition. Uh, I have been your host, Len Asante. This is WQKR in Portland. Until next week, stay safe out there. 
Start your holiday shopping and make plans to attend the 49th Annual Harvest Craft Show on Saturday, November the 12th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Richland Park Gym. The craft show is sponsored by the City of Portland and the Portland Parks Department. Swag bags will be given to the first 40 customers that visit the show. The small town tradition will feature indoor and outdoor vendors. Come out and you are sure to find unique and interesting items. Admission is free and door prizes will be given away each hour. Be sure and register. What a great opportunity to come by, relax, shop, visit with friends, and enjoy shopping with the vendors for a wide variety of items. Remember the date, Saturday, November the 12th at Portland Harvest Craft Show. Be there. Here's an important message from Portland Natural Gas. Always looking out for your safety. Think you have a gas leak? First, evacuate the area. Don't use matches, electrical switches, flashlights, or telephones. And report it immediately by calling Portland Natural Gas at 325-6776. If you think the leak is serious and a real danger is present, call 911. Portland Natural Gas. Looking out for your safety and providing cost-efficient heating and cooling for Portland residents. This area is most complex.